0: Hi, my name is Johnny, and I have never seen Short Circuit.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. As always, my name is Adam.
2: And I'm Bridget.
1: And this is the show where we show somebody, anybody, sometimes multiple people, a film they've never seen before, but they absolutely should have. As you heard at the top of the show, Johnny is here with us once again, and he has never seen 1986's Short Circuit. Johnny, welcome. Thank you. Now, this is, uh, I was surprised that you haven't seen this, actually, just because this seems like a a fun thing that would have been right up a little kid's alley at, at someone our age. So. Uh, I want to hear more about what you know about this movie and maybe why you haven't seen it. Um, Do you know anything going into this one?
0: I know that it's pretty much a movie that completely aped E.T. in almost every regard. Okay. Um, It's a small robot. Kids adventure style Amblin movie. Uh, Don't know who's in it. Don't know who directed it, what studio fast tracked this thing to sort of make money off the coattails of uh, ET or anything like that, but yeah, pretty blank going in.
1: Okay, but you at the very least know it's it's about a robot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I okay. do know there's electronics involved.
1: Okay, I wasn't sure if you thought this was like a story of an electrician's, you know, redemption arc or whatever.
0: <laughs> that sounds sick. Was is that isn't that Lawnmower Man? <laughs>
1: So knowing the, the very little that you know, uh, why do you think maybe you haven't seen this movie before?
0: I want to imagine, well, one, for mo- for the most part, like movies at that age were pretty much like chosen by someone else for me to watch. It wasn't I mean, unless I, p- I pointed it out in a movie uh, in like a blockbuster or what have you or a video store. I don't know. I think maybe my parents were smart enough to pick the, the best of the bunch. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> well, they and- didn't because they didn't pick this one.
0: Well, right. Yeah. We'll have, we'll see what happens in 90 minutes. Um, but yeah. And then later in life, I had seen the cover of this or like a clip or whatever Mac and me, other movies (laughs) in that realm of child meets smaller thing, not human, befriends and must return said thing to home origin, (laughs) um, with villainy, uh, you know, police or FBI, I don't know. But um, I don't know. I don't really have a good excuse other than the fact that I think, again, like I said, I, I gained the intelligence that this was a movie that ripped off E. T. Uh, and I just didn't I didn't want it. I, and I I never showed up on a list like, hey, this is so bad, you have to see this, or, or no one like outwardly said, Oh, you haven't seen Short Circuit, you have to see this movie. So it just okay. Yeah. But I know Short Circuit those two words together in like cinema world. Like I know of the movie's existence. I know that people have watched it as a kid. Um, Some people adore it for whatever reason. So I know that it is adored or loved by some people. So
1: do you have any kind of idea of the look of the robot? Like do you, have you seen the robot before?
0: No, I've seen the poster just because I quickly looked it up beforehand. The um, yeah, I, I It looks like the silhouette of Wally, so we'll see what happens. Okay. But uh, yeah, again, I, it, it's it's a it's a robot, short in stature, you know, hmm. not not a tall circuit.
1: No, that's a different movie. Probably yeah. it's the Asylum version.
0: <laughs> that's bicentennial, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what that <laughs> one is. Um, now, how about you, Bridget? You you said you have seen this movie before. Uh, has it been a while? Is it something more recent? Do you have fond memories of Short Circuit?
2: It's been a very long time. I think I've only seen it once, and I remember being upset by it.
1: Oh, just yeah. the content or the quality? <laughs> <laughs> those, are, uh, those are different. Eight-year-old Bridget so. was
2: typically only upset by by content. I, I hadn't fine-tuned okay. my, my quality <laughs> yeah. meter yet. But never revisited it. It wasn't, I think it was just something that was like on TV once and someone was like, this is PG. Mm. Like at like a family party, like, yeah, this is fine. Like while the, all the adults went and did something.
0: It'll pacify you for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good babysitter movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I remember almost nothing of the plot. I just remember, you know, how the movie made me feel as an eight year old. So I don't really know much besides there's a a casting choice that I'm sure we'll dig into um, oh, yep. later on. Um, yes. So th- those are the main things that are on my mind now, going into this rewatch.
1: Do you have a sense of... So you, you said you only remember how it makes you feel. You don't remember the context of why it made you feel that way?
2: I do, but I don't want to get into okay. it. My <laughs> virgin to spoiler territory
1: okay fair enough i just want to make sure before we get into you know the post-film discussion after we watch this that like is this going to be a thing that's going to trigger some horrible memory for you and we're going to have to do some quick therapy afterwards or do you know going in what you know made you feel terrible inside
2: (laughs) no no it's not it's not going to be santa claus don't worry okay um yeah so i don't know i'm I'm trying to be open-minded, but my initial feeling about this movie is just like negative. Like okay. at its best, <laughs> like it's just going to be like an an all a just okay version of ET.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, your sensibilities between 8 and now will have changed, so hopefully not it's much. not nearly as <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's not nearly as offensive to your to your being. True. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have not seen this movie probably in a good 20-something years. Like, I probably watched it in, like, elementary school or middle school. Like, this very much feels like a thing I would have first seen in school as just like a, it's a rainy day, we're not going outside for recess, like, no indoor recess, teachers don't want to teach anything, it's just gloomy and miserable, we're throwing on a movie. Like, there were just those movies that would get thrown on, like... Or it's the
2: one VHS tape, like, on the coach bus to Ellis Island.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I don't know why you're taking a bus to an island. That seems, you know, a little strange. You should take the ferry, but regardless. Magic school bus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like I can think of, like... And there were always, like, bad 80s... Or somewhat bad, but fun for kids 80s movies. So it's like this space camp... Uh, some of the other ones in that kind of just like kids on an adventure and ridiculousness ensues. Uh, also, the movie Polly about a parrot. I remember vividly watching in like the sixth grade for some reason. Yeah. Uh, again, just to keep kids occupied because everyone has their limit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like I remember liking it, thinking it was a fun, you know, just like a fun '80s romp. I don't. I think everyone in the cast is a bit older johnny so i don't know this is necessarily going to be like an elliot et style situation so that may change your perspective a little bit because i don't think it's there might be a younger brother but i think like the main two are a bit older um so that might hopefully make it more palatable or less i don't know maybe having teens instead of kids makes it worse we'll uh we'll see how it gets how it gets through to you uh, but you mentioned kind of like that era of E.T. ripoffs. Besides E.T., do you have a favorite in that little kid finds thing that wouldn't be normally befriended by a child and goes on an adventure and has a good fun time?
0: <laughs> Again, obviously E.T. is the one. Um, well, yeah,
1: it's the benchmark.
0: It's the benchmark. Um, I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen Mac and me. I just know of his existence, and it's because it's been like – who famously brings a clip onto Conan like all the time and, and trolls and I forget Paul, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, again, I think only so many studios went after that sort of, uh, that story. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, like gremlins is kind of one that fall, again. If you're talking like, you know, ch- small human finds smaller, non-human thing and becomes friends with it. Like, again i I, i'm I'm hard-pressed to think of other material or content outside of like short circuit there is a movie called the explorers which is like ethan Hawke's first movie as a kid and they that's kind of like they find like an alien or some shit and they build like a spacecraft that's pretty wild um
1: yeah i mean there's things like last starfighter and like some of these others where it's you know kid gets abducted or kid meets you know iron giant is another kind of thing granted it's a big thing not a small thing but it's just you know kid befriends something that isn't another kid or another a person
0: (laughs) right right but no i mean i in general like i like that time period i'm sure i'm going to get nostalgic over some of the stuff that's in it Again, not so much growing up in the 80s because I was kind of like too young to kind of absorb that. But mm-hmm. a lot of the content that I watched was produced in the 80s. So I have like vicariously lived through that era by watching this shit. So I'm excited to see the cars and the clothes and the houses and the, you know, the wainscoting and all that shit and houses and mm-hmm. shag <laughs> carpets. But yeah, I'm excited to like cross this off my list. Let's put it that way. Okay.
1: And you said you don't know anybody in the movie, don't know the director?
0: No, don't know anyone who's in it. I know you guys said one person. I don't even know if that's, like, the voice of this robot or that's actually, like, a human character, like a mom or a dad or something like that that I might recognize. Uh,
1: Yeah, I think the two main people you'll recognize, they're both pretty famous uh, actor and actress. The actress was in several high-profile things, uh, one of which was directed by the same director. Uh, the director's done a couple of big projects. I mean, it doesn't really give anything away, but it's the director, um, John Badham maybe is his name. Uh, he directed Saturday Night Fever. Um, okay. So you'll see, if, you know, I don't know what his, I don't think that he has like a particular style that will be noticeable or anything like that. Um, but the main character is someone you will definitely recognize, had a pretty substantial career in the 80s and 90s. Um, so that'll stick out and we'll we'll get your thoughts on that in the, uh, the after part. But I think Bridget's alluding to more of a controversial casting choice, not because of their ability, but because of other factors. Okay. Got it. Okay. So we'll, uh, we'll get to that uh, in the after part Now, Bridget, you said you only saw this once? Do you have like, are you going in with the open mind? Are you hoping, what are you hoping to get out of this screening? Do you want to like it better? Or do you want it to double down and say eight year old Bridget was right?
2: I I'll be honest, I'm looking forward to kind of tearing this movie apart. Okay. That's my anticipation. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, I have no high hopes going into this. Uh but I'm open to being surprised. I'm not completely closed off. I just I'm not expecting anything okay. either. So
1: Do you have any kind of opinion? We won't necessarily spoil who that is for Johnny, but do you have any opinions one way or the other on either of the two main characters in this movie
2: no no
1: okay (laughs) because I feel like the guy especially people would be like no like he's grating I can't I've hated everything I've seen him in kind of you know
2: Mm. no I almost wish I wish that (laughs) something about this movie could inspire a strong feeling um (laughs) god (laughs) That would at least be exciting, but no, nothing about the leads makes me okay. feel one way or another.
1: Okay, I mean, I'm I'm excited to watch it. I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, uh, so I'm I'm hoping that it lives up in a again just in a fun adventure kind of situation. I I'm expecting some cringy jokes just based on the the personality of some of the characters will be focused on. We'll have a lot of like I'm expecting a lot of like dumb dad style jokes. I'm interested to see how annoying I'll find that as an adult or if I'll be like oh that's so stupid it's funny kind of thing. So I'm interested to see what what that'll look like to me now versus when I would have watched it as a 10 12 year old. So we'll we'll see what that has in store. I wouldn't I wouldn't be uh, opposed to tearing it apart either. You know, if it's one of those things where we just had those that still like it have the rose-colored glasses or they just it helps them harken back to a time but when you look at it objectively it's objectively terrible, so I I wouldn't be opposed to that either. I don't have any (laughs) strong connection to it either way. But I do think, as far as I remember it's just like a good, fun innocent movie and so um, I'm hoping that it can turn you around, Bridget, and that hopefully Johnny can at least be like a yeah, that was fine. Like I'd show it to my kids, kind of enjoyment. I don't think you're gonna come away thinking like, oh my god, every rotate, like every year, solid heavy rotation. I'm going down the path of the sequels. Like I'm, I'm going down the rabbit hole. I don't think that's gonna happen. But I'm hoping at the very least you can come out with a, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was, it was a movie and I didn't hate it.
0: Yeah, I mean now that Bridget mentions it, like I'll be disappointed if I can't shit on this movie. Like if. I- <laughs> Like, if I like it enough or, like, I'll feel bad shitting on it, I'd rather walk away from it being, like, this is a perfect opportunity to shit on something. Yeah. So, in that regard, I'm a little more excited now. I don't know why I went into this thinking, oh, I want to watch, like, a wholesome, nice movie and talk about how nice it was outdoors. No, I kind of want to talk about how, like, what a piece of shit it is.
1: (laughs) I really want to tear that... 36 year old movie yeah
0: tear that circuit board (laughs) apart
1: yeah just gonna break it down i gotta put a raspberry pi in you so you can play emulators or whatever (laughs) (laughs) you're no good to me as a robot short circuit cool Well, i mean anything else that you guys want to go over any other last minute expectations besides hoping that we can tear it a new one
2: no let's let the games begin
1: yeah let's do it I'm very intrigued for this after part now. This is a very this is a roll of the dice more so than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> very interested to see what uh, what becomes of it. But all right. Well, Johnny, what do you have to say for yourself? Fine.
0: I will watch it.
1: We are back. We have just finished watching 1986's Short Circuit, starring Steve Guttenberg and Ali Sheedy. Johnny, you were on the hot seat this week, as you had never seen the movie about Johnny Five, Short Circuit. How are you feeling after watching this film?
0: I'm in so much pain right now. (laughs) (laughs) This was was bad, guys. This was pretty bad. (laughs) And not like a good bad either, which I kind of just wanted it to turn into that. Yeah. And it never did. And it just got progressively worse. Yeah. I I, I apologize. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is your Annette moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. I this. I don't know. if This is a net level bad yet, but it's. It might be. I don't know. We'll maybe we'll get into it and I'll realize it's that that bad, but um
2: There were there are at least some things to tickle me unintentionally in this movie. Yeah. That aren't there in a net.
0: Right. And there are some things that I would have laughed at if they happened early on in the movie, but I was just in so much pain <laughs> at that point that I couldn't laugh or emit much of an emotion um i did i did i did admit an emotion later on in the film and it was it was akin to like a smirk or a smile and that's that's when he blew up from the helicopter
1: <laughs> i was like is, is it it's over right yeah that's it. like <laughs> you were also cheering on the side of the road one of the extras being like yeah we got him." oh
0: <laughs> it was the most beautiful image in the entire movie <laughs> um but yeah, how was it for you guys?
1: Yeah, Bridget, you said this uh, elicited many an emotion from you uh, back when you were a youngin. How did you feel seeing it now as an adult? Um,
2: to quote, I believe the character's name is Scroter, uh, the <laughs> military man. This little fart of a robot is giving me red ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh Oh, i'm surprised i didn't pick that well i'm not i'm i'm not surprised i didn't pick that up at that point like i was only picking up words and phrases (laughs) and like (laughs) broken english at that point
2: i yeah i think had we all been in a room together Mm. it would have been a hootier experience yeah so i was trying to imagine that you were both in the room with me and that could sustain me for certain moments. But overall, this movie is confused and bad. And yeah, it's just, it felt like a chore. And this is a 90 minute movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I paused it at one point and I'm like, all right, at least we're halfway through and we were 20 minutes in. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: oh, no. I made another sandwich during this movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Adam, how did you feel? So in watching it, I basically divorced myself from any time the per- one particular character was doing anything. My brain shut off. Like it didn't intake any of the dialogue or the acting. It just was like, "Nope, I like I can't handle any part of this character." And we'll we'll get to it and if i and if you do that and you remove that one character from the movie it's not it's not bad like it's not it's it's nothing really it's like a mm-hmm. nothing movie because it's not funny there aren't real jokes there's not like even compelling character arcs really and mm-hmm. not until the last like half hour was i like okay this is kind of fun and enjoyable when that one character went completely away and we got the uh dynamic charm of one Steve Gutenberg to really pull everything kind of together. But it's 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 a nothing of a of a movie. Like it's not I didn't I I wasn't offended the way that you guys seem to be. I was but I think it's because I was watching it and trying purposefully to ignore an entire character from the from the movie. And so in my own brain fan edit, it's not that bad. <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, If you you take the whole package, that one thing is enough to make you never want to watch this movie ever again.
2: Uh, Yeah. And that was not even... He was not even factored into my dislike. Though it is, like, reprehensible. Yeah. At the same time... I could feel my brain breaking at a certain point. Like... Anytime Johnny Five would say Stephanie, like, Stephanie, like I just it got, like I was like, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's kind of cute. Like in some of the like the movie dialogue references and like talking and doing bits and stuff like that towards the end, it's like kind of fun. and like, You get a little chuckle out of it because you don't expect it to necessarily come out of a robot at that point. It just kind of. <laughs> Like, it kind of just catches you off guard, where you're like, oh, that was, all right, I chuckled. All right, I'll give you that one. That was stupid, but I'll give it to you. And so, like, that's why I think the latter third of this is much better than the rest of it. Because it kind of just is like, oh, it's just being cute now. Now we're just doing cute little things, and you'll get a chuckle from me every now and again. Maybe it's Stockholm Syndrome, I don't know.
2: I think it is Stockholm Syndrome by that point. Where do we even start with this movie?
1: I mean, so let's start. I want to start with the robot. Okay. I, Johnny, I want to get your baseline feeling on the robot. Did you like the design of the robot? Did you like any semblance of the robot's personality? Did you like the any part of the robot itself? Because <laughs> if you don't, I mean, that uh, that answers every question about the rest of the movie. Because if you don't get on the robot's wavelength, you, you can't enjoy any part of it. Because it's that the whole movie is the robot.
0: I hated everything about the robot. <laughs> everything.
1: Everything.
0: Just about everything. Okay. And you're right. The whole Stephanie and the whole Cadence and I it was such it hurt so much to watch this movie, to hear him speak, to see him do things. And then, like, it was a gut punch at the end, like, a malicious gut punch <laughs> that he decided to land on the name Johnny at the end of the movie.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I was like... It could have been you...
2: Kevin or David.
0: I was like, you motherfucker. And I just, like, X'd <laughs> out the window. I just X'd out. I, you know, I was like, you motherfucker. I was like, I was pissed. I was legitimately pissed, but I, I got over it fairly quickly because I no longer saw the movie at all my computer so it was it quickly dissipated as much as i feel like i'm still in pain from it i can't allow this movie to defeat me
1: (laughs) um there's a a world in which your parents saw this movie loved this movie and named you johnny as a result of it like there's a
0: there's not not, there's
1: a non-zero chance
0: (laughs) yeah to even be associated with the year 1986 is is a little painful right now (laughs) um Sure, I guess there's some technical wizardry going on, puppetry going on that's admirable if I were to step away or listen to the movie on mute. (laughs) But at that point, it's just – there's just so much bullshit going on in the movie that I can't even, like, admire the things that I think I normally would about something like that because we've talked about this where I like – the puppetry on the Muppets movie, and I like, you know, I've always talked about the practical effects in movies, and so a lot of that is good, I guess, in this movie. It's just... It's in
1: a horrible movie.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's good being used to further evil.
1: Right. Thus making it evil itself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like the tank rolling over the rose in the beginning, like, I'm not sure if I should take that as, like... The perfect,
1: <laughs> I don't know, like it's like we're about to crush any beauty you see in the world. get' ready,
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't know, there was some symbolism there, but I think they, they got like got lost, <laughs> <laughs> but it it also I thought that robots be a lot smaller, too, it's like seven feet tall when it stands up.
1: Yeah, it can get pretty tall if it like rotates its treads a certain way and like completely extends its like spine, essentially. Right. So it is a little bit of a tall circuit.
0: <laughs> it looks I, a lot like Wally.
1: Okay. Which yeah. is
0: distracting because I really like Wally too, so I might have a hard time revisiting that movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Which sucks because I hate when another movie ruins a, a good movie.
1: Um, I think that one's good enough on its own where you should hopefully be okay. I hope.
0: I hope. Let's hope.
1: And that didn't ruin puppets for you, so I think we were... (laughs) Correct. We'll have to hope this is the same kind of situation.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so thumbs down on the robot for the most part.
1: So like no part of the, the eyes or the look or any of the... It was just a hard pass on all of it just because of what it represents
0: I, I listen I'm, I'm letting my emotions get the best of me on this one
1: okay fair enough
0: <laughs> but like i said if i tr- if i do my best to push that aside push the hate away for a second uh the design is cool i guess and the fact that they had a bunch of them at one point all doing things moving around making fucking long island iced teas and shit and handing out meatballs at a party <laughs> like i that's cool that's impressive <laughs> but but, yeah, it, it, and the thing is, too, like, it's, it's impressive, but they do things that, like, really, like, irked me a lot, that pissed me off. Like, I don't like messes and things like that. And when he starts mm. making pancakes and there's batter going everywhere, like, I yeah. hate him even more for it.
2: Oh, I, all I could think of was your reaction when she wakes up in the morning and he's, like, going around the house just looking at everything. And at one point he goes... Pasta, semolina, spaghetti, and spaghetti.
0: Some Again, something that like. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah. I the
2: had to is, pause like, if you movie. if you
0: sold if you had told me, hey Johnny, we're gonna watch a movie where a robot says that and does that, I'm like, I'm a hundred percent on board. Like, the, like the way that you introduced introduced Annette, you're like, it's a fucking doll riding, a drone in a stadium. Like,
1: let's do it. it
0: sounds great. <laughs>
1: But um, again, um, I'm with you on the messes, though, like when it flips the potato, like the cardboard potato box over onto a lit uh, stovetop grate. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, no, it's just it's going to burn the whole house down. Like, I can't I just cannot handle the mess. And whether he's like whipping the pancake batter and it goes everywhere and it's a giant mess. But then he comes out with a tray of fully cooked, absolutely perfect pancakes. And I'm like, No. No, no, he didn't do yeah. that. <laughs> he did not succeed at making pancakes. I just watched his prep. There's no fucking way.
0: But like even Stephanie, like everyone in this movie is messy. Like Stephanie with like the cats everywhere, and the cats are crawling over the stove and everything. I'm like stop!
2: the, the skunk? The yeah. skunk the looking skunk. into the, <laughs> the pasta.
0: Into
1: stuck. the pasta. Yeah, the skunk's like that skunk's was my similar.
0: In the in the pasta, he's in the gravies, in the Sunday
1: gravy. Yeah.
2: There's a there's a weasel on a bookshelf at one point.
1: Yeah, we like got pet raccoon. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote down and That raccoon. does actually
2: really—that I that rustled my jimmies, but—
0: <laughs> I wrote just about nothing down for this movie. I wrote Red Roses. I wrote down Dr. Fauci. <laughs> I wrote down Nun Soup. <laughs> I
1: don't, soup.
0: don't remember what where is. that came from.
1: It's like, what would happen if he— Like the robot gets on the loose and he like blows up a school bus full of nuns or like melts a school bus full of nuns, and that's when the guy says nun soup. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then I wrote down (laughs) raccoon.
2: And that's (laughs) that's
0: that's about it.
2: That's as far as you. That's when you said it doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter anymore. None of this matters. Oh my god.
2: No. In some ways, I find. Ali Sheedy's character, Stephanie, to be the most irritating part mm-hmm. of the movie. More than Johnny Five.
0: Can we just call him number five, please?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll call him Saint Five. Yeah, call him Saint Five.
2: Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, what is she doing? <laughs>
2: she's a goddamn mess. And... Like, just stupid. She's stupid.
0: Yeah. So, so she she has a food truck, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then she's, like, a foster Brand. I don't know. What, An what animal fo- hoarder. An animal yeah. hoarder.
1: And she lives with her grandmother, I guess.
0: Right, who we see, like, what, for, like, a second? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't know where the grandmother is for the entire rest of the movie. She's not in the house. She's not interacting with the robot. Like, I would have loved a scene of Johnny Five scaring the grandmother as she comes out, like, in her nightcap or, like, curlers or, you know, something. Just, right. Just I scare like, the curlers out of the old woman.
2: <laughs> yeah. I feel like she's just, like, the neighbor or, like, the landlord or something. Like, I Maybe. don't think she's a relative. Her ex-boyfriend sucks.
1: Well, yeah. That's natural. Which, like, she, and she's so nonchalant when her ex, who keeps coming around, who's trying to steal her animals for medical research... Comes around with a gun. She's just like, scum of the earth over here. This, this crumbum, like, what an idiot. I gotta go deal with this. It's like, no, that is your scary ex who kidnaps animals with a gun. Be more scared.
2: (laughs) I, yeah. Granted, I think there was a different attitude towards domestic violence in the mid 80s. But still, yeah, it's a bit like, this character should inspire more fear. This character yeah. should honestly inspire more fear than, like, the um, weapons developer company does. Right. Like, he's a, a more immediate threat to everyone on this block.
1: Yeah. Because, like, he's, he, and he's loading the gun as he's walking up, too. Like, he's not doing that for protection from the robot. Like, he's doing it to be the aggressor. And you're just like, go hide. Go hide, number five. I just gotta t- take care of this. Like, no. No, you don't. Lock up. Call 911. There was a man outside your house with a gun.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I feel like part of it is with her characterization, they're almost trying to split the difference between because so much of this movie is like a beat-for-beat beat rip-off of E.T. Particularly the sequences with Stephanie in the house, learning, watching TV. Mm-hmm. Literally, he watches a John Wayne movie just like E.T. watches Quiet Man. But it's like, well, no, because she's a grown-up lady, but everything she does is so childish.
1: Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's like a weird choice. Like, why not cast a kid who finds it? Like, if you're gonna go the E.T. route, just like, just do it.
2: Yeah. Like, we're already there. Yeah. Like, that's that's where you're gonna have some artistic integrity? Why?
1: We're gonna have a childlike idiot adult.
2: Yes! <laughs> Her and um, Newton, Steve Gutenberg.
3: What is
2: going on?
1: I touched her hand. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like at first when he, when they're like, all right, we're leaving the lab. Like I haven't left the lab in five years. Like, I wonder if it's different. I wonder if girls are out there. Like, I thought he was doing a bit because like, obviously he goes home at the end of the day and like has a regular life. But then he kept doubling down on it. And I'm like, Goots, what are you doing? Like stop this! This isn't a <laughs> good, good character trait. This isn't a good anything. You're a, you're an adult man in what looks like your 40s. Like you've experienced the outside world. Have some level of, and it's not like you work alone in a lab. Like you've clearly got these coworkers. It's not like you're not interacting with other people. Figure it out.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I don't. I don't think I've seen him in a lot of other stuff. He just came to, came across to me as like a dime store Albert Brooks, <laughs> like yeah. in a way. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. just the the physicality with the curly hair and the sort of like charismatic, shit that he's doing. But yeah, a bumbling idiot is is a is kind of what he is, and his I- friend. But
2: <laughs> no, let's let's time. Let's
1: talk about <sighs> him.
0: What is up with the brown face? What is that? <laughs>
1: I don't know. It's
0: the, oh my God. And I had to like look it up during the movie and I was like, Oh, this this has gotta be what Bridges is talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh yeah. And then I he's actually in a show that I watch now, he's in Succession. Yep. Uh he's in that show, which is he's good in that show.
2: No, Fisher but Stevens yeah, is it's, great.
1: Yeah, he's a great actor. It's it's a blemish on an otherwise pretty good career.
0: But right, it's like yeah. a, a
1: horrible, terrible blemish. It's it's
0: it's criminal. Um, oh, and he has, like, the creepiest fucking line to boot to. It's like, we haven't been out in, like, five years. There's going to be girls with brasiers out there. I'm like, is that, like, the cutoff? <laughs> a brassiere? Like, I'm pretty sure you got, like, a few more years of wait after that one, dude. Yeah, scary stuff going on all around with that character. At
2: one point, he says to Gutenberg... After they've run into Stephanie, he says, she might be a virgin. What? Like, that's a comment that's made about her. Or she was at one point. It's so See, weird.
1: The the virgin comment is awful. But I did chuckle at the, or at least she used to be. Like, yeah, those are the only two options. She either is or she isn't. Right. And if she, and if she isn't, then she was before. That's how that works. So, like, that, I was at least like, okay, that joke is funny. But why is it here? Like. It's not like we're watching Porky's and they're, the movie's about scoring. Like, it's not a movie about trying to pick up women or, like, nerds trying. It's not Revenge of the Nerds. We're like, that joke is funnier in Revenge of the Nerds because they're trying to, you know, get with women. And that movie's problematic for its own reasons. But this movie isn't about that. This movie's about a robot that becomes alive. Why are we talking about the sexual history of this one woman with the brain of a 14-year-old? Like, because she's, she's a dumb kid. Like, why are we talking about this?
0: Yeah. And it's funny. Now that I think about it, it's like either my parents, screen, they screened this, and they said, oh, this is a complete piece of shit. My son wouldn't like it. <laughs> or it's Porky's, and it's got a ton of cusses in it, and it's like we can't – like, I, I, Bridget, you mentioned something about someone – like a user saying there's there's a ton oh, of cuss yeah. words in this movie.
1: Yeah, like a kid's are.
0: movie. There's a moment where he goes on like a shit rant. It's like shit this, shit that, shit – it's like – what movie is this? That was really it,
1: though. That
0: was, that was the only the- part that I noticed any kind of swears.
2: There's, there's some more. There's I think, sprinkled I think,
0: in. Yeah, I think only because Bridget mentioned it, I was kind of like more conscious of it watching it, and also I was trying to find things to get more mad at this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I, what I was hearing all like, and again, they're not like the big ones, but you know, like the hell and shit and damn, like they, they were piling up for a kids movie per se.
2: Again, who is the audience for this movie?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I know. don't know. Honestly, like, it's probably twelve, thirteen-year-olds in nineteen eighty-six. Like this would be even, a thing where you go and you can hear them say "hell," "shit," and "damn," and "Ally Sheedy's going to be in the tub," and like maybe that's enough for the children. And you're you're going to excuse the brown face because it's not weird to you because it's nineteen eighty-six. And then like that's it. Like it's a very small microcosm of. One age group at one period of time, and then nobody else ever.
2: Yeah, but it's a lot of strange, misguided choices of, like, you know, references, like...
0: The Stooges.
2: The Stooges. Mm. Yeah. Uh, refer- harkening back to Saturday Night Fever, which is, you know, a very R-rated movie... It, like yes the yeah, it's not, not going to resonate it's not like... going to resonate
0: with any kid who watches it and that was only in there because you just said it the guy directed the movie it's like yeah
2: oh i did laugh when she said um you're not a bad dancer as he's literally they're just moving just in a circle spinning
1: yeah, spinning around
2: in a
1: circle well she probably doesn't get out much with the boys either
2: no what's his name was not a good dancer i would imagine
1: no, I can't imagine he would have been. He's a trash all-around person, so...
0: Yeah, I hated that sequence, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So just, just before we get too far away from it, I do want to comment that Fisher Stevens has, rightfully so, in more recent years, been like, yeah, I'm haunted by this role. Like, I don't yeah. think the movie's bad, which he could be very wrong about that. But at least he's like, I would never do it again, I would never reprise it, like... It was. It is what it is. I guess there was a conversation on a podcast in like 2015 with Aziz Ansari. And he was basically like, dude, I grew up hating this movie and you as a person for doing this. Because like the accent's horrible. The jokes are horrible. The broken English is horrible. It's made even more horrible by the fact that he's like, oh, where are you from? And he's like, from, from here. Like, no, originally. He's like, oh, Pittsburgh. It's like, okay, then why if you're – you've never lived anywhere but the u.s like why are you having these like terrible stereotypical just off the boat broken english misunderstanding common colloquialisms like you're a dude who's lived in california like in oregon your whole life you know you know hitting the pavement and all these other like euphemisms that you're just messing up seemingly on purpose to be as offensive as possible
3: yeah
1: right but yeah he says it It definitely haunts me i still think it's a really good movie but i would never do that part again the world was a different place in 1986 obviously
0: he thinks it's a good movie yeah Ugh.
1: <laughs> outside of his character i guess
0: got it no let's I think it's respectful enough to not shit on a movie that you're in, and maybe a lot of people put hard work into, but... (laughs) Yikes.
2: I also think it's interesting the director initially was not going to make the character of Ben Indian. It's just going to be a white guy, but I guess he had seen a scene in Beverly Hills Cop, where there's a French shop assistant who's very rude to American customers, and so... He was like, Oh, what it would be fun if we had just a foreign person, we'll just have like a foreigner in there. But Fisher Stevens had already been cast, so there. I think, even like in the way, like, and he said, Well, of course, now I would just cast an Indian person in this very stereotypical role, which I think is still not like you're not quite getting why, yeah. You're
1: so you're so close, <laughs> you're so very close, close to the point,
2: but like the. Putting Fisher Stevens in brown face and brown colored contacts is the cherry on top of the sundae in terms of what makes this role offensive.
1: Yeah. Well, it's even weirder too that he cites seeing like a French person contrasted with an American. Make him French. Make him German. Like, pick a, you know.
0: A Caucasian, a, yeah, yeah. Pick right.
1: something that where you could conceivably believe this man came from this place. It's weird enough that your your first thought is like, you know what, my movie needs a foreigner. Like that's that's already a weird line of thinking to start with. Then to go, and I'm not even gonna recast it. I'm just gonna turn this guy into something else. Like, uh, dude, come on! Like of all the choices you're going to make when making this movie. This is the one that you should have at least had some pause about. right? What are you doing? Uh,
0: it was a different time.
1: <laughs> yeah, very much so. But yeah, so that was the character that like anytime he was given the like focal, you know, the focal point treatment, I was just like, I don't even care. I don't care what he has to say. I don't care what joke he's going to make. The only one that I that I wrote down just because it was also incredibly terrible was when they were driving away after the like – quasi date at the end and saying like, oh we almost touched hands, we were sitting kinda like on the same side of the booth, and he just drives away going like, I'm sporting a huge Woody right now. It's like what no.
2: That's not even (laughs) the joke. I forgot about that line. I thought about writing that one down too, but I just I was had to go dry heat instead. What like
0: I don't know. My brain was a meatloaf at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Completely defeated
2: johnny is there anything that you did enjoy about this movie any moments settings
0: it may have been the same setting but i did like where her house was situated like up on the hill i think mm-hmm. a lot of movies are shot in that area like goonies and mm-hmm. think kindergarten cop is kind of shot in that area yep i like that locale i think it's cool the house does still-,
1: still exist
0: Oh, I'm re- sure it does. I'm sure it's like an Airbnb at some point, or like a bed and breakfast or something.
1: Yeah, I think I read it got sold in 2019 for like only $350,000, but probably a unique wow. fixer-upper opportunity.
0: Yeah, like even like the music was bad in this and like incessantly so, like every moment it had to be like going on.
1: <sighs> yeah, I played the Who's Johnny song at least three times, I think. Right which like, I don't even think was a big hit of the time. Like It seems weird to use that as your inclusion and not have it be like whatever the biggest pop song of 1986 was or 1985. Like I don't think that song was a chart topper. Right.
2: No. God, can you imagine being that director and being like, I have the greatest film soundtrack of all time, possibly, in Saturday Night Fever, what? and then this. El Barge.
1: Apparently Johnny this Bean. is... This was written specifically for the movie.
2: Yeah.
1: Huh. I thought it was a a pop song on its own. Wow. Uh, it reached number three on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the Hot R&B Singles chart. The only solo number one single Elle DeBarge released after he left his family group DeBarge.
0: <laughs> what? What's the actress's name again? Ali, Ali Sheedy?
1: Sheedy.
0: Ali Sheedy. Yeah. So, so she's I, in think, I think I think I've only ever seen her in Breakfast Club. Have you seen war games i think yeah i think she's in that
1: yeah she's in that and this, this, that's the same director as this movie as well got it a much better um, movie than this
0: yeah she's undeniably charming and she has a screen presence but yeah i don't like, think she like,
2: is charming she yeah, reminds I think, me i I, of... I think
0: okay let me let me say something okay okay Char- <laughs> charming in a way where if you like i said i at that point where she kind of showed up and she was kind of like the main player, like, I was sort of, like, filtering this movie in a way that I was trying to find things that were, like, decent to look at or to enjoy. And I just thought, like, she felt charming to me. Whatever she was saying or doing flew over my head. I, like, I knew it was shit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: She reminds me in this movie, the character reminds me of Charlize Theron's character in Arrested Development.
1: Yes. Yeah. Where it's just like, you're here, smile, but then you're a child.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, God, you're so fun and quirky. I. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because I do, I like her in other things, I think she's good. In Breakfast Club, she's good in war games. She's playing kind of a similar character of just, like, she's along for the ride on this, like, adventure she gets sucked up into, essentially. But in that, she's a high schooler, so anything stupid that she does makes sense in the context of whatever. She's a a kid. Whereas here, she, like, owns her own business, runs her own animal sanctuary, theoretically lives in her own house with or without a grandmother, maybe. I'm not sure. But, like, those things don't fly here because she's right. not a teenager in high school who's asking Matthew Broder to hack her grades. Like this is different, <laughs> it's a different scenario and just too many things is just like dumb. The worst is when she thinks that, that Johnny's an alien, which like, I don't know. It looks like a robot. Maybe don't jump to alien first. It seems weird. It seems weird to go straight to alien. But then she sees it's a robot and that like it's from down the street, so she's aware of the weapons manufacturer down the street, who clearly like builds things like this. It's weird that her mind doesn't go there automatically. But then she's like, "I thought you were an alien. You're just a robot. That's lame." It's like, "What? This is still exciting stuff. Have you ever met a robot before? Like, why are you not at least like, hell yeah, a robot? That's cool. I thought you were an alien, but a robot's cool too."
0: Yeah, I think. I- I don't know, maybe because of how naive she is in this movie, it becomes a little charming to me for whatever reason, but it also is, like, uh, arguably just stupid behavior. <laughs>
2: yeah. And her hair is atrocious. That's one of my notes. Ali <laughs> Sheedy's hair. m travis travesty. d
1: so It's 80s hair, though. Yeah. I, mean, you-
2: I know, but even it's still... It's 80s mom hair. So I don't know if they were like trying to age her up because she had mm. had all these roles as a teenager up to this point, but mm, not a fan.
1: She just gets <sighs> she just gets sexualized by the robot in the bath though. That was funny.
0: oh yeah. Let me oh. touch your software. It's yeah. like
1: which is weird because like that's her hardware. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> her software is that she acts like a child despite being an adult, and it's not nice. It's terrible. It's her hardware that's good to look at. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite moment though is uh, when they're chasing J- number five originally and he like goes through the construction site and ramps off of the the bridge and you're just and he just starts falling just ever so slowly upside down but then activates a parachute that he's he knows how to use despite knowing nothing else about his programming or anything else he knows where to find the parachute and he just gingerly floats down And lands just at her truck in the silliest, silliest uh, sequence possible.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's like, wee! (laughs) Fuck you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... I think one thing that really bothered me from the get from this movie where I'm like, oh, no, this movie's going to be really bad Uh, (laughs) is when the robot makes the general or whoever that guy is like a cocktail in the beginning. And the robot clearly stirs it. And he's like, I like it shake and not stirred. And it's like, dude, he just stirred it.
2: Oh, see, I thought you were going to comment on the comically small amount of lime that goes into that G&T.
0: Oh, yeah. It was like a squeeze of lime. It was like barely a zest. Yeah,
2: like. So throw that away,
0: yeah, I mean the Back ratio- the, the ratio is you. pretty pretty heady, I mean it was like it was mostly ginned and like a splash of tonic, but the robot stirred it, and he's like, See, he likes it, how I like it, Shaken, not stirred. I'm like, dude, this movie's gonna
1: suck the The, <laughs> the best part of that though is that no there's not there's like no sound in the room, like no one appreciates the joke except for one guy. Who was oh, that's just right. That's right. Maniacally laughing off screen. It's it's like they were like, oh shit, none of the extras laughed. Fuck, we didn't do a retake, did we? Crap. Uh, just throw in some foley of right. just a man laughing in the background because he's like, I like it shaken, not stirred. And you might as well hear crickets, and then you just hear ah 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 coming <laughs> from the background.
0: Just yeah, like, it's like it's like when you watch that. like it's like when you watch Saturday Night Live and like the joke doesn't land at all, but some guy like just is howling mm-hmm. in the studio and you can hear it cause they mic the audience there. But I did pick that up too, Adam. I was like, that that's kind of funny. But
1: what did you think? Speaking of jokes, what did you think of the uh, Steve Gutenberg's joke at the end to prove Gigani is, uh, is alive. You're going to have to retell it. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> it was something along the lines of like a priest or rabbi and like somebody else like walk into like, they to so they get they come into a bunch of money. I don't remember the specifics of it. Right, right. Uh, they come into a bunch of money and they need to figure out how to donate it to charity. And they so one of them says, "All right, we'll draw a circle on the ground. We'll throw the money up, and whatever money lands in the circle, like we'll donate that to charity." And then the other one says, "No, we'll draw a circle on the ground. We'll throw it up, and whatever lands outside the circle is what we'll give to charity." And then the third one says, "Like, how about this, like?" We draw a circle on the ground and we throw the money up in the air, and then whatever God wants, he'll keep. And you know. Yeah. And, and then there's like a really, really long pause because it's a terrible joke. And then and then Johnny laughs uncontrollably for five minutes. Oh, that's right. And that's to prove that like he understands jokes, therefore he is not a robot or a machine, he's alive.
0: And I hate that for like people who are so uh statistically and intellectually like focused or like-minded that they use the word alive and not sentient, like at all in this movie like yeah. that's what isn't that the term you would use for like alive like yeah he's that also bothered me
1: <laughs> i think it's because it's a it's a movie for kids and if you put the word sentient in I, there sure you've lost but, them. they yeah. know what woodies are but not sentient
0: correct yeah
1: no you're right though because like It's weird that his whole persistence of like, uh, look, we have this fun little game that me and the the racist caricature do where we say like, can't be alive, can't feel a feeling, can't laugh at stuff because they're just machines. Like they have this whole rehearsed bit that they do three or four times. Are you telling me you don't have the concept of artificial intelligence here? Like it's literally in the name of this device. Like it's the strategic artificial intelligence nuclear transport and you're like nah he couldn't possibly think for himself he's just like your toaster like no dude <laughs> <laughs> the concept of it be having quote unquote like alive it, it exists in the name of your fucking robot you're yeah. gonna spend the entire 90 minutes be like nah no he's not he's not he can play patty cake and he can drive a car but I, I need him to laugh at a joke before I know that he's truly alive also- <laughs> get out of here
2: the joke is racist because it's,
1: oh, cause a, priest, it's the rabbi, a minister
2: because. and it's a rabbi and it's the rabbi the third
1: who... yeah it just is, to... yeah, it's horrible yeah i didn't even yeah. catch that part of it until you said it yeah
2: i thought I, like because i was tuning out i was leaving my body <laughs> at that point in time
1: Throwing the consciousness up in the air.
2: Priest-rabbi ministered during that scene. I was like, ugh. And then I left, and then I came back, and I I knew what the punchline was of, like, throw it up and whoever keeps it. And I was like, oh, my God, they made the rabbi say that. Didn't <laughs> they? They made the rabbi say that. Oh, no. And I looked it up, and yes, that is.
1: Okay. I couldn't. I knew it was, like, a priest and a rabbi. I couldn't remember the third person. But, yeah, the fact that the rabbi says it, it just proves that uh, that robot's anti-Semitic.
2: Mm. something i did like about this movie is at multiple points you got to see the old brawny man Mm. it was just nice to see an old friend
0: (laughs) yeah you see one roll the roll of paper
1: towels (laughs) yeah i saw that he
2: changed like in the early 2000s i want to say
1: yeah you get the the actual roll paper towels in the food truck
2: Mm
3: -hmm. and
1: then there's a commercial on tv it's like an animated commercial with the brawny man. Yeah. Know, picking stuff up.
2: And he's there in the kitchen as well in her kitchen. Mm-hmm. So they must've been a sponsor along with Dr. Pepper.
1: Mm-hmm. What did you think Johnny of the, uh, the three stooges robots? I hated when it.
0: He- <laughs> <laughs> I just, I didn't like the bit because as we were talking earlier, just like I, as a kid, again, I, I think the three stooges were something where it's like something adults wanted to laugh at. That was too stupid to be considered like adult humor. Like it was just like almost like a dumb and dumber situation. It's like physical, physical comedy to laugh at as an adult. Yeah. I don't think it's something that was ever marketed to kids. Like it's, like it's not like you would, you would, you would watch Looney Tunes or you'd watch cartoons or something like that.
1: Yeah. I've never seen the appeal of it.
0: Right. But the fact they went as far as like manipulating robots, hardware to look like because they they made one had like a bald spot and one had like he gave him
1: fake facial hair
0: (laughs) yeah one had went through a bush or debris of some sort and had like the hair on the side i was so checked out at that point like (laughs) (laughs) it was bad
1: my only the only part that i liked from that was he like defeats one of the robots i don't remember which one uh, but like he peeks around the tree and he goes, "Your mother was a snowblower," and then like blows them off like the right. leaves or whatever. And I'm like, "All right, that's kind of funny." <laughs> I I chuckled at that one. But yeah, the uh, the the where he steers one of them into the outhouse and then says like, "When you gotta go, don't squeeze the Charmin." And I, I guess that's probably funny in 1986 when that right. particular tagline and things are going on, but it, it doesn't make the movie evergreen. Not that it should, <laughs> but.
0: Yeah, this movie needed to be, like, more cute, like, in the robot needed to be smaller, the main players the, needed to be kids of some sort. I don't know, what were we watching, Gremlins recently, where we sort of had the mm-hmm. same discussion mm-hmm. where it was like, but Gremlins worked a lot better, but still, we were saying that, hey, these should probably be younger kids dealing with these these problems.
1: Yeah, because those were teens as well, right? They was like, Oh, no, they were, like, 19, 20, and were, like, working at the bank or whatever.
0: Right. But yeah, it was just bizarre. It's like, again, whatever. I just I don't know who this movie was for. But again, if if what you could start with is like lowering the height of the main players and the robot,
1: Mm.
0: and making a little more cutesy, but
1: I think that like if if Gutenberg and Sheedy were together through more of the runtime, I think it would have played better because I think their back and forth of her believing that Johnny's alive and his not like that dichotomy worked a lot better than them constantly on the run from both people who want to help people and people who want to harm. Like she shouldn't have been on the run from both. I think you needed to kind of get them together a little quicker because then it's the two of them fighting one common enemy as opposed to Gutenberg and the other guy fighting the evil military people and their bosses, and then cheating and the robot separately, also fighting the military and their bosses, but then also not liking Gutenberg for some reason, like maybe he lied, but not really. uh she kept accusing him of lying, but he's like, "I'm not lying, I'm just here, like I just exist. I'm not saying anything.
0: I think yeah. just the outgoing nature of the robot is also a problem, like I think it needs to be more reserved. Um, If it's alive and it's been going through this shit, then it would be more. It'd be harder for the robot to trust people. And I think that arc would have been nice if, like, you know, hey, come on, come in. Again, it would be aping more off ET, like, hey, come into the house. It's okay. I'll take care of you, da 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 da. But he just comes off as so fucking annoying. Like, there's nothing to like about the robot.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I think. Especially if you give Ali Sheedy's character this backstory of she takes in animals and she's an animal rescuer. Like, maybe have it be more timid. Maybe have it be like she has to coax a scared animal out the way it happens like in E.T., like you were saying. But at least let her show that part of it as opposed to her being like a media like, this is the coolest thing ever. Let me teach you a bajillion things. Like they're both they're both too outgoing and it's weird, right?
2: Maybe that's why the robot is so annoying. It's because he's been hanging out with Ali Sheedy. Maybe.
0: True. But yeah, like the military too could have been way more villainous and evil or whatever. They just came off as lampooned. I I don't know. They just seemed too goofy to be scary.
1: Yeah. yeah. But it's unjustified. Like there's no, he's just like, we gotta blow it up, because I want to. Like, at least do a thing where maybe a different one gets out or they're, you know, they're clamping down because of some previous, like, show a news report that says that the public opinion is turning on them, because, like, clearly Ali Sheedy hates them and calls them warmongers and tells them to go, like, snuggle up with a nuke or something like that. Maybe give some of that context to it, to where it's like, oh, we cannot let this get out, like, we're already on thin ice with public opinion and government contracts and all these other things. But no, it's just, we gotta blow it up.
0: Because. Right. Yeah, there's that whole conversation. They're Hueys. I thought well, they were choppers. Yeah, but now they're called Hueys.
1: Wait, why? What's, <laughs> what's, 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 what is what's the point of that conversation? I it don't does nothing. know. It, it does nothing. It does nothing. It's not helpful. It's not funny. And that's, I think, my biggest problem is that there aren't anything in it where it's like, fun or funny throughout most of it you either have to like be okay with the quips or the reenactment of old tv shows and movies from the robot otherwise like nothing fun or funny happens
2: i did chuckle in the party scene where one of them came around and said have a get bay <laughs> you know like that but like i'm twisted so that can't be all you're bringing to the table, is, you know, a funny voice.
1: Yeah, as funny as the voice is, I do find the voice funny.
0: There is a late act exchange that I thought was mildly funny, but at that point I was just so far gone. But it was, uh, like something something along the lines of, "I needed stat," and he goes, "What does that even mean?" And he goes, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think that's funny because it's just it's it's a funny word that on the spot, you can't really explain what the hell that even means. Anyways, you just know what you're supposed to do or what to insinuate. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's just Uh, a thing that everyone fully understands, despite not knowing the dictionary definition of it.
0: Right. So I thought that was funny, but it just. I was just I was mad. at
1: that. (laughs) The delivery is great, too, because he's just exasperated of being like, can you? Can we please just stop this? Give me the robot. Like, come on, I'm done. Like, I got to deal with this asshole. You're being an asshole. You almost ran me over. I almost shot you. Like, can we just, yeah. I don't know what stat means. Stop. Can you just stop?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say the biggest disappointment in this movie, the the one thing outside of the robot deciding he wanted to be called Johnny is when he emerged from the back of the truck alive. Oh. Uh, that really pissed me off
1: because you were you were really happy when he died.
0: Yeah. I knew he was coming back, but it just still upset
1: me. Yeah, I couldn't remember what happened in that moment. I thought maybe they'd like get back to the farm and he'd be building another one and it would be like, "I'm Johnny, I'm here. I'm alive again." And would yeah. be like, "Oh, that's fun. We've set up a thing for future sequel potential." But no, just him coming out of the the floor just yeah. was like, "Oh, okay." It's, whatever yeah
0: i just let out a big sigh <laughs> <laughs> um did you guys know that it was johnny the entire time yes oh god damn you guys
1: <laughs> yeah see that's the thing i didn't even realize that he didn't get named until the very end like i've forgotten that yeah. i just assumed he would have been called johnny five throughout the whole entirety of the movie because that's what i know him to be is johnny five got it so I think it's even better now that we didn't tell you because we oh, yeah. did it so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just the extra gut punch right at the end. Right. And he gets to have one more cringy line of Steve Gutenberg and Ally Sheedy are kissing. And he's just like, I hope you got enough for everyone. And then she's like, oh, Johnny, I'll kiss you too. And he's like, ooh, right on the sensor."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Disgusting.
1: <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Disgusting. Okay. At least he wasn't like, I hope you're not a virgin still, or, you know.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna go into IMDb quotes for this movie. It's Just, I feel just like it's so we can get mad the, all over again.
1: It's gonna be most of the commercials, anything that uh, that other doctor says, anything Fisher Stevens says, it's all gonna be...
2: Oh, here's a weird line. <laughs> when he throws... So, there's a sequence where he... Th- rips his tracker off and throws it into the back of a pickup truck with Mm -hmm. some, like, an American Gothic-looking couple in their old pickup truck, just old. Oh,
0: that's right.
2: And so they get to, like, their house, and they come upon a roadblock of all the the government contractors, and the wife looks at the husband and says, I hope you took the grass out of the glove compartment.
0: Yeah, I caught that, too.
2: Again, that who is this movie for?
1: I'm ta- I'm ta- it's like 13-year-olds. I'm thinking it's 13-year-olds. So, like, they could go see a PG movie, hear them say ass and shit, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think that's what it's there for. That's the only thing that makes sense.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think this is, like, a decoy ticket movie. Like, you would buy this, then go into, like, the fourth Freddy movie <laughs> instead.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wonder.
0: And the one thing about it too, it's like there's not even like a sense of like panic or like town community reaction to what's going on. No. It just seems their whole the whole thing between the government people or Nova or whatever and the robot and company <laughs> – is that it's so isolated. They're so isolated from what's going on that there's no like repercussions of what the damage is going on in town or things that are happening. I, I suppose what the news kind of picks it up at one point, but that's like, that's it, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they just go to her house and go, what do you know about this? And She's like, nothing. And they're like, all right, back to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. It just seems very small scale for what I think was trying to be conveyed that it was this big to do.
1: Okay, here's another one that I like, I heard in the moment that makes absolutely no sense and, again, speaks to the who is this for. When I think that they're – I think it's when they're told to stay in the office and they're going to, like, the truck. Like, they're going to go do a chase sequence, both uh, Gutenberg um, and the other guy. And the other guy says, with excitement like this, who needs enemas? Yes! What? What? <laughs>
3: what <laughs> god
1: damn it like I just who is that for and I I granted I, maybe it's just because it sounds funny in his terrible accent and maybe that's why but like and it's not even one of those things where like it's close to a regular saying that people say and you just said the wrong word I just wh- <laughs> what what <laughs> <sighs> I'm
0: looking up the writer of this
1: movie,
0: mm-hmm. S. Wilson. He wanted to do Tremors, which I think is a lot of fun. Um, so maybe he kind of figured out what the hell was wrong. But then he did Batteries Not Included, which I have not seen. But that one is also early Brad Bird work. He wrote that as well.
1: But Uh, then he came back around and wrote Wild Wild West, so.
0: Right. (laughs) Oh, God, there's a short circuit, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what's even worse is the crappy character returns as the focal point.
2: Ben is the main character now.
1: Oh, he comes back afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. So Ben is the main character of the second movie, but also according to IMDb, he has a different last name, so he's playing a different character, I guess, technically. Maybe a brother or something, or like a—but I don't know. He's still doing brownface.
0: Oh, then it's unforgivable. (laughs) 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 I thought, like, maybe you do it once and you're like, fuck me, I should never have done that. You did it twice. You had a whole year to really think about it.
1: Yeah. Well, he probably had a year to think, like, I like working. I should take a role. (laughs) And this one's just being handed to me. Sure. Again, different time.
0: And now it looks like robot in a big city story.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 No Gutenberg, no Sheedy, just the worst character from this movie. And, and Ben. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But yeah, there is a two. Apparently there was a planned three that was written in like 89, 90, uh, and nothing came of it. And the the worst news you'll hear all day, Johnny, is there's plans to reboot it. There's been multiple remake things. The last thing I see here is in November of 2020, Deadline reported Spyglass Media Group bought the rights to remake it. Uh, they've got some producers. They've got some writers. Got a production company. The company plans to put a Latino twist on the original screenplay. But yeah, so plans to uh, remake it.
0: So what does the lightning do exactly?
1: <laughs> it just, it fries the circuits in a particular way that I think that's what makes it sentient. Or at least breaks it free from its programming because it basically just gives it a power surge, override, shutdown kind of reboot. And it pops back up as knowing it's a robot as opposed to just following orders. And then he reads all the encyclopedias of the world books or whatever. And that's where he gains all of the other knowledge available to humans in 1986.
0: That was literally the only part that I felt nostalgic in this movie because my father had a whole Britannica set. And I was <laughs> like, I know what that looks like.
1: <laughs> so I do want to call out one of the uh, the talented people that worked on this movie who designed the robot, which I do like the design of the robot. Uh, but Sid Mead also worked on Blade Runner and Aliens and Tron. Uh, so a lot of the design for like futuristic vehicles and different things like that. He used to work for uh, auto manufacturers, but he's done a bunch of different stuff. Star Trek, the motion picture, Tron, uh, both Blade Runners, that Tomorrowland movie, a bunch of different stuff. So
2: I will say that the robot feels believable as a sentient being. I -hmm. think as evidenced by how much Johnny, you hate it. You hate it. Like it is real.
0: Mm hmm. That's true. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, listen, I it's <laughs> it's all around impressive work with the props and the way it moves around and the stuff they're able to do in the movie is impressive. But you're right, the fact that it's as real as it is does make me hate it more. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, like if there's anything kind of proppy or overtly puppety if it seemed like you could see the strings or what's going on behind the scenes, if there was anything behind the curtain, I think it would make the characterization of number five less strong and therefore less infuriating. Right. So hats off.
0: I think just maddening that like that much effort was put into this movie. Yeah. With with the with the robot. <laughs> just well, it it just And listen, it it's not the Yeah, it's not the fault of the designers or anything like that. They obviously did what was asked of them, but...
1: Well, if you skimp on the robot, then, like, at least in this, I can be like, okay, the movie's kind of crap. But, like, at least the robot's cool, and it's a movie about a robot, so... Right. At least they got that part of it right. Like, imagine this movie if the robot was worse. Like, if it was bad, if it looked like a guy in a suit with, like, you know, rubber... (laughs) looking metal arms or whatever it would it'd be so much more awful because you'd just be staring at that for 90 minutes and going no the rest of this doesn't redeem this horrible horrible costume man robot thing but i guess it was also the uh the majority of the budget because i guess mm. it was it was only like a 15 million dollar budget but it cost them like two or three million just for the robot itself i think
0: Maybe this was just my expectations going into it, but I wish there was more of an alien nature to the movie, like more of a science fiction element. That, like, he was so coveted, he wasn't like paraded outside of the building at a big convention or whatever to show it off, and it was like a lot more like top secret than what it was made out to be.
2: Yeah, it doesn't feel like a science fiction movie. It doesn't. I don't know what kind of movie it feels like. I don't know. But a bad one. <laughs>
1: <I guess>,
2: yes. <Yeah. laughs> I guess that's the answer.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, any other uh any other thoughts, Johnny? You want to you want to wrap this up any final uh jabs you want to make? I
0: will say that it's I guess I'm glad to have watched it, so I don't like ever I don't know. Have to
2: watch it again.
0: Yeah, and you can save others from this. Correct. Thing. Yeah, like it, it, like save the embarrassment of like, hey guys, here's this movie I've never watched again. Like you know, let's, and it's not for like a podcast. It just like casually. Mm-hmm. Then I'd be like a lot more upset with myself.
2: Yeah. yeah. Or like if you meet someone who's like, I love Short Circuit. It's one of my favorites. You can be like, Oh
0: immediately yeah. Immediately
2: x them out of your life.
0: Yeah. Take a
1: left. I no, um, like just w- just watch it again. I know yeah. when you say End that you haven't early. seen it since you were you were. <laughs> watch it again can't possibly like it now
0: it's 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 a fascinating movie it's people trying throwing a lot at the wall mm-hmm. and it seems obviously like a lot of different people have, have different ideas of what this movie was supposed to be and none of them got fired or removed from the movie because their ideas didn't work with the movie they just said fuck it and tried to like <laughs>
1: Did it all. try
0: to have them jive in some sort of way or another yeah But it just, that's what happens. It just, (laughs) it it doesn't make a good movie, so. Uh,
1: Any final thoughts from you, Bridget?
2: No. (laughs) Head empty.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One one last thing that I, I think would have made this movie a lot better is I feel like they needed to lean more into the, what does it mean to be alive? Which they kind of touched on with the lines that I liked were like, life is not a malfunction. Okay, that's like a kind of a sweet sentiment. And, like, him realizing that disassembled means dead, and I, like, I don't want to die. Like, I feel like if you're going to lean in, if you're going to have more of this adult humor, I guess, in it, like, lean into the, what does it mean to be alive? What is mortality? What are these things? And, like, what are these subjects? To at least give it some weight a little bit. Not that I think anyone involved could pull that off. I would have at least liked to see it attempted a little bit more, Because they they have these couple throwaway lines and then just completely discard that idea. So I think if, for whatever reason, they decide to reboot this, I would hope that it leans more in that direction of, like, what does it mean to be alive and what does it mean to be a robot or what have you?
0: Yeah, Yeah. there there, there was no theme. There was no point. There was no lesson learned. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. like, you got to, like, give us one of those. Like, if anything, there was just nothing. You just the movie just is.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Or just, or eliminate it. You know what I mean? And lean into, you know, just making the movie a romp. Mm-hmm. Instead of having a sprinkling of, you know, concern over mortality, what does it mean to be alive, you know, trying to conceptualize the soul. Why don't you just make it that, like, I don't want to go back there because I, I don't want to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it could be, like, there could be any, any other reason to not, want to return to where you came from.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't want to pass out canapes. (laughs) Fuck you.
1: (laughs) I like gin and tonic stirred, not shaken. There, I said it.
2: (laughs) And that would at least be truer to some of the more madcap elements of this movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because like even in E. T. he's fighting to save it because it's a huge like it's an intelligent sentient creature that de- deserves love and to be safe and like there's that there's that underlying element to that movie that is an adventure movie with kids in it. Here there isn't anything below the surface and the surface has been flipped over on top of a stove coil and is burning my eyes. <laughs> Need needs more substance, but. Again, I don't I don't believe they would have been able to, to pull that off anyway. So whatever. No. <laughs> no. So whatever. But that'll do it then for this week's episode of Fine I'll Watch It. Johnny, I'm sorry that we, that we watched this. <laughs> it's fine. Although it technically was your idea. So
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I mean,
1: we'll, we'll razz you for it for weeks on end. Um, but <laughs> do it for this week's episode. Remember, you can find every episode of Fine I'll Watch It every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. On Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Remember, you can also rate and review the show in-app on Apple and Spotify. Um, so, if you if you would, that would be greatly appreciated. As we appreciate anybody listening uh, and giving us the time of day, that is wonderful. But you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pod. So, let us know what you think of Short Circuit. Have you seen the sequels? Uh, would you want to see a reboot? did you enjoy the robot in the slightest let us know on facebook and twitter at broken clock pods but once again for fine i'll watch it my name is adam i'm johnny and i'm bridget and thanks so much for listening